Welcome back. Growing up with a mullet podcast, episode number three. How you doing? Me? Yeah, you. I'm doing great, Spence. <clears throat> yes? This this part where you ask me how I'm doing. Sorry, right. Courtesies. How are you doing, Spencer? I mean, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about it. Seems like you do. But I guess I could, ju- I could yeah, just talk about a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Well... I'm just not really feeling inspired lately. I've been trying to write songs on my guitar, and I just don't, like, everything that comes out sounds like complete garbage. I know what you mean, because, like, last night I had a dream, and I was petting all these cats, and I was so happy there was just cats everywhere, and then I woke up, and guess what? No cats. But that, that's a little different than me, like, actually doing something and producing, like, music, and it sounded like garbage. I guess, but just, like, goals, I guess. Yeah, well... Here's the thing, man. Y'all, I haven't written a song in a long time, and I was trying to write one the other day, and I was like, maybe I need to go somewhere to get inspiration. And then I remembered this one time that I lived in Colorado, and I bought an acoustic guitar. And living in Colorado, I was like, man, you're just so so beautiful out here, and there's so much nature out here. This at the time when I was not really in the mind frame to write songs with like open chords. I was just. Is this in that same time frame where you tried to like be a raver or whatever? Look, I went to a rave one time. I'll get back to that. So anyway, I took my car out and I was like, I'm just going to get out there, in nature, man, and I'm going to write like the greatest song that's ever been written. And so I drove my car. And for those of you who don't know me, I don't like really going off like the beaten path or anything. So. Um, it was really uneventful. I drove my car maybe like three miles from where I lived, and I pulled off on the side of the road, but it was like a busy road, and I had like this little um, uh, lawn chair that I took out with me, and then so like I went out by the side of the road, and I'm like, I'm just going to tune my guitar here and just, just get in touch with the world and write a song, and then my freaking chair broke, and so then I was like, all right, cool, I'll stand, but then I didn't have a guitar strap either because I was like 19 and I was dumb, so... Uh, I had those two two things going against me, and then also I was only like seven feet from like this little state highway. This all sounds very hazardous. Yeah, it was dumb too. So I couldn't hear my guitar to tune it, and also there was just a bunch of people driving behind me. Like, what the hell is that dude doing? And also forgot this part. It was almost winter, so it was like thirty five, forty degrees, and I could barely like if you ever play guitar when it's cold outside, it's like an, uh, it's impossible. So the whole thing was just like a recipe for disaster. But I think they it's- probably thought you were. A they got crackheads there yeah dude they got crackheads everywhere trust me um what it came down to though is that like it i was like i i saw on movies you know like you're supposed to go out and find inspiration somewhere and and just you know find yourself and then you write a great song and then i found Mm -hmm. out man it don't matter where you are doers are doers either do it or you don't doesn't matter where you are if you're going to produce something you're going to produce something and then i'm i'm just not a dude that produces so here we are yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. Anyway, um, so anyway, that's how I'm feeling. I just don't feel that inspired. Um, let's go ahead and just take a question from the internet. All right. Spencer, have you always been a straight-edge warrior? You know, I never really looked at it in that way. I usually look at myself more so as a hero. But I guess yeah, a straight-edge warrior would maybe be something that I would consider myself... Um, but to answer your question, no, um, I was, uh, very much anti-straight edge too. I was like, what, 33, 34? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, man, smoking and drinking my ass off. I loved it. Here's the thing, man. I fell in love with drinking when I was like 
17, fell in love with smoking cigarettes when I was 14, like an idiot. Very young. Yeah, it was, you know, it's it's Appalachian, man. You get stuff done sooner because you die quicker. So you have to start. Well, you probably die quicker because you're getting stuff done sooner. Nope, not true. Not true at all. But you did love to be drunk. It's a coal mines, man. Coal mining country. <clears throat> all right. I never did have a truck, though. But look. I love smoking and drinking. That was like the thing that you did. I was very much one of those punk rock kids, and I was that dude. But I, I never went like got drunk at shows and whatever and got weird. But anyway. Um, that you know of. I drank like crazy, um, and I thought like whenever I moved from, uh, from Maryland to California, I was like, I'll stop drinking less because there's more to do. And then what you find out is that like, you know, if you have addiction problems, you're just going to carry them to wherever you go. It doesn't matter what part of the world you're in. It's just now you're in like a more beautiful part of the country, and but you're also drunk and stupid. Um, and that's essentially what I did. Um, so yeah, I was um, uh, drinking and raising hell till about nine years ago, 10 years ago, something like that. Uh, and now I can finally wear straight edge shirts. And then when I see someone smoking or drinking, I just smack the crap out of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. But, you know, when people ask me, they try to complain to me about, like, how hard it is to quit smoking or drinking. I'm like, bro, man, I started when I was, like, nine years old. Let's let's make this story even more big. Not- so, wait, you, you, start, you started prepping to quit smoking before you ever picked it up? No, man. Look, no, I'm saying when people tell me they're going to quit smoking, I don't want to hear it. They try to act like I don't know how hard it is. Look, bro, I know 100% how hard it is. You were horrible. And I overcame. Horrible. I wasn't that bad. No, it was horrible, man. I drank a lot. I mean, I drank. Look, here's the thing. To anybody out there. No, when you were trying to quit smoking. Look, smoking and drinking. Here's what I'm going to tell you, people. If you smoke, you smell like garbage all the time. All Um, the time. Everybody knows it. Everybody. You just can't tell because it smells like the... Because uh, you done burned out your nostrils. That and it smells like the sweet aroma of flavor country. Brought to you by Marlboro. Or sh- Hey, come on now. Sorry, I, you said I was allowed, allotted at least one curse. You can have one curse word, but man... You I, know how hard it is for me. I know. I'm trying to keep this PG. Church I have, mouse. I have to blurt everybody, man. Y'all are killing me out here. Look, this is family-friendly entertainment. Got stories about crap in my pants... Being drunk all the time, I don't need you seeing that, saying the S word. I mean, I think that crap is a nastier word than the S word, to be honest. Look, let's take a poll, man. Y'all holler at me. Uh, crap or the S word? Which one's nastier? And then we'll get to the bottom of this. So anyway, um, yeah, so you smell like garbage. Um, uh, and also, being drunk. Here's the thing, man. Drunk people. Um, <clears throat> They're the worst. Well, for me... Um, looking back, I was nuts. Um, I don't trust my, I mean, I would never have trusted me. So for all my friends who did trust me and like, let me watch their kids or whatever, y'all are dumb. Thank you very much though for entrusting me. Someone let you watch their children? Yeah, dude, people let me watch their kids because I was, advised, I was a highly functional alcoholic. So like, I wouldn't drink when I had stuff to do. It wasn't like that. But as soon as it was like that, it was over. It was like go time. I'd drink a 12 pack and a half every night. I remember. I know. Right. So, um, I just, you know, at this point, like, knowing who I was, like, there's no way I can trust someone who's an alcoholic like that, um, because it messes with your mind. Like, my, my thought process was completely weird. Um, I like how good your memory is now. Memory is horrible. Um, also, I would just text random stuff to people that I didn't need to be texting to them and uh, saying weird stuff. And I apologize to all you that listened to it, except for the ones who actually deserved it. Um, otherwise, yeah. That's my long rant. Hey, but that's a good build-up because I have an interview with uh, my boy Thomas Vanderpoel um, from the band Dying For It. He's a straight-edge vegan. I've heard about this. Yeah, so you know that he doesn't partake in the Acto or... Wait, the, uh, what's that Scott Pilgrim line? 
he doesn't partake in the octo lovum. I think the lines um, that uh, he's in lesbians with you. Yeah, that might be true as well. Thomas, you know his hair game's always on point. Um, he's super into um, hardcore. He's just he's that dude. Like he's a hardcore kid, you know. But he's not thirty yet, so it makes sense that he'd still be in that mind frame. Um, he's just a good old boy, um, but not in a redneck sense. Anyway, here's my interview with Thomas. Hope y'all like it. All right, y'all. Like like I told y'all, I was gonna have an interview with like hardcore people. Um, so I got a dude here. Um, his name is Thomas. Um, Thomas, thank you so much for taking time to be here with me tonight. Hey, Spencer. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. Hey, for those of you who don't know, please tell uh, them who you are and what you do. Um, my name is Thomas, and I play drums for the band Dying For It. Cool, man. Hey, here's a question that's on the top of everybody's mind. Is Dying For It here to stay, or is it just another cash grab by the hardcore elite? Well, you tell me. What's, what's your take on this? Why don't you tell me, bro? I ain't part of the Illuminati. You tell me. Uh, well, we're definitely not in it for cash. I can say that. Okay, let me ask you. Mostly this. for for merch swaps. What's your What's your net worth right now as a band? <sighs> well, we just paid for T-shirts and records, so I'd say about two hundred dollars. So uh, with that record money, you you guys were safe inside records. How much money they give you for that last seven inch or ten inch? Like five grand, ten grand. Um. We got what are known as mechanical royalties. 50, 50 free records. All right, man. Sounds pretty good. When I was out there touring, I used to play for pizza and some Saves a Day CDs. Not a lie. Drummer, here's a quick story for you. The drummer from uh, Every Time I Die, the original drummer, Rat Boy, he booked us a show. It was us in Mike the Hoods. Mike Novak? Yeah, it was us in the Hoods playing in Buffalo, New York. <sighs> Four people showed up to the show. Two of those people were girls that were with the hoods. And um, dude paid me, uh, my band, and another band called Destro in the same exact CDs. And we were on tour with each other. So we had to compete with selling, uh, st- uh, uh, st- what was that second Saves the Day record? Um, being cool. Yes. So we both had to compete selling through being cool at the, the, the rest of our shows on tour. So You Rick to life it? <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't make any. These are legit copies, bro. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, yeah, this okay. one is sets um, that we made off a of boombox. Anyway, hey, speaking of Rick to Life, uh, when you write songs, who do you rip off the most? Not Rick to Life. Yeah, but there's got to be somebody, man. Who do I rip off the most? Yeah. Um, American Nightmare. Go along cool i never heard of either of them but i guess it's cool hey you know sometimes you know i ask you to recommend bands for me um why are none of them any good the bands that you recommend to me um because you have poor taste <laughs> case in point you have a sublime tattoo <laughs> i do not have a sublime tattoo <laughs> okay look it was the, the record show that spencer wayne has a sublime tattoo Look, it was the 90s, and uh, sons were all the rage, and I have one on my arm, and I'm also in good company, so because so does Nick Lachey from 98 Degrees, so deal with it. And I think also Shifty from, um, come my lady, come, come my lady, be my booger shy, family. <laughs> um, that's Crazy Town. Yeah, crazy, Shifty, dude, from Crazy Town. He's got that same tattoo, I think, too. So, anyway. And so does Crazy Frog. Hey, speaking of crazy, you ever punch someone for not being straight edge or vegan? 
No, should I start though? I don't know. You tell me, bro. If I come up there wearing like a leather vest or whatever, you gonna punch me in the mouth? Only if you deserve it. All right. <laughs> hey, speaking of prison, uh, if you had to fight one band and totally destroy them, what band would it be and why? You too. <laughs> That's a good choice, man. But tell me why. I know why I'd do it. Because they put that album on everybody's iPhones and yep. they suck. Well, yeah, that was Apple. That wasn't U2, but yes, they do suck. What's your What's your favorite song from U2? Um, I have no favorite songs from yeah. U2. Yeah, see, I tried to trick you, man, but you're too smart. You're too quick on your toes. Hey, listen up, Irish people. Bono ever comes to Redding, California, Thomas is going to smack you in your mouth. Thomas isn't going to be in Redding, California for that much longer, so. All right, well, where are you going to? Portland, Oregon. All right, you ever come up to Portland because you want to eat, like, vegan donuts or be a weirdo and do, like, riot clashes in the street with Proud Boys or whatever, you find Thomas. He's going to be up there and he's going to smack in your mouth, Bono. You bring the edge, too. That little Keebler elf-looking mother effer. <clears throat> hey, speaking of this, do you think that you could uh, possibly go through this interview without giving any hardcore shout-outs to other bands that people haven't heard of either? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of all these things, everyone's like, yo, I want to give a shout out, you know, to uh, Rejection Theory at uh, my boys over in Sterling Silva out of Pennsylvania. <laughs> Man, no, ain't nobody heard of these bands and no one cares. So I'm just wondering maybe like we could just do this like grownups and not give shout outs to no name bands. Okay. So give a shout out to someone that we care about. See, here's the thing, man. You're, like, so, like, in this world of, like, no-name bands, you can't even list one good band. Look, I got one for you, bro. Gin Blossoms, right? Shout out to Gin Blossoms. Oh, Simple Plan. I've been listening to them all week. Man. That first album hits hard. Here's the thing I'm going to tell everybody real quick. I've never listened to a band with somebody with the name Pierre in it. And I think one of the dudes from Simple Plan is named Pierre. So, immediately, off my list of bands I'll ever listen to. I believe that they're French Canadian, so that's discrimination. Yeah, not one hundred percent, man. I, there is no shame in my game. I hate French. Can- you ever been to French Canada? Of course not. So look, I was in French Canada one time by accident. I was at this place called Montreblanc, and I went there. We won a trip, me and my boy Cullen. <clears throat> I was on the side of the road. This is when I was still drinking. I had two forty ounces of Milwaukee's best, and I was walking up the street, and I had a map in front of me, and I didn't know where I was going because we were on foot. And then these French dudes rode by, uh, screaming out the window, like "Socle bleu, And I was like, "You bastards! If you were speaking American right now, and I knew what you were saying, I'd throw these bottles at your face." But I didn't. Instead, I walked home and I got drunk off those two forty ounces of Milwaukee's Best. Oddly enough, Milwaukee's Best, whenever you're in another country, they cost $5 a 40 ounce because it's considered an import. That's beautiful. Hey, check it out. Uh, speaking of a beautiful young boy, I got a song that I'm going to play for you, and I want you to tell me if you know what it is. Hold on. All right, I don't need you. I don't need you to tell me what the song is, but I need you to tell me who the band is. And if you don't get it, then you lose all street cred. Do we still do scene points? I don't know if that's still a thing. Uh, but if scene points are still a thing, you'll lose five of them if you don't know who this band is. It's 29th scene, so why not? All right, here it comes. <laughs> and then the other part goes... <laughs> Uh, yes, I do know what that is. You better figure it out, man, because if you don't, I'm putting it all over the internet. Uh, keep playing it. Hold on, mate, hold on, hold on. Let me turn. 
Hold, hold on. Hold, hold on. Give me a second. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Are you were you just playing shelter? Oh, dude, no. <laughs> Is that a Walter Schreifels related Damn project? Right it is, man. Take a Quick guess. Sand. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, good work. You saved yourself there at the end. I appreciate it. What song? I forget the name of it, man. I don't know the names of songs. I thought you said Beautiful Boy. I thought you were going to play Handsome Boy by Saves the Day. No, man. I did that once, though. It was hard. You did? <laughs> it was real bad. No, it was good. That's why I thought you were going to play it again. I don't even remember. I had it in Drop D, and that song's not even in Drop D, so I don't even know what I did to that song. Um, anyway, uh, good work. You passed the test. I think that's going to be the litmus test I do for everybody going forward is I'm going to play that song to gain their uh, their street cred, and if they don't know it, then I kick them off of the podcast immediately. But what if they've already heard it on previous episodes? <laughs> What are you trying to do right now? Trying to do Inception to my brain? Maybe. You trying to do a Leo DiCaprio up in my in my skull? I mean, some would say that I am Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, your wife might say that to make you feel good, bro, but in reality, okay, I can see you, bro to bro. You don't look like Leonardo DiCaprio. You look like his funky little cousin. <laughs> First time I got told that was at a theme park right after Titanic came out. I was in third grade. And someone said, you look like Leonardo DiCaprio's funky little cousin? (laughs) Yes. Well, it's true, man. Hey, anyway, Thomas, this is good talking to you. I appreciate it. I'm going to go eat some dessert now. Um, But I appreciate you uh, being on this podcast and trying to... uh, I don't know what we're trying to do, but I appreciate you wasting your time with me. Um... Do you got any um, <clears throat> things that are going on in your life that you need to tell people about so they'll buy your records and like you? Um, just get Beyond Burgers from Carl's Jr. What about the Impossible Burger? Um, it's trash. Yep, it's always something with you guys, isn't it? Anyway, have a good night, man. All right, see you, Spencer. Later. Slow clap. Well, 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 Mr. Vanderpool, very good interview. What did you think of that interview? I thought it was fantastic. Yep, I also would use the word invigorating and delightful. Yes, those are words you would use, Spencer. I, I had, and I just had done use them words as well. Yes, I heard. Thank hey, you. You know, my favorite part about that interview is it uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio part. That kid from Growing Pains? No, nah, man, the kid from Gilbert Grape. Do you think he looks like him? Uh... I don't know. No. Come on. Yeah, see? Um, Maybe a little. Yeah. I mean, he's cool, though. I mean, Thomas is cool, but um, Leonardo DiCaprio thing, I don't know, man. Maybe when you're a kid, maybe. I don't know. We need to see some side-by-side comparisons or something. Um, speaking of Hollyweird, <laughs> you like how I did that? Cause, no, I didn't. Oh. I don't think the listeners will either, but continue. <laughs> oh, man. Who's your favorite actor or actor? Actually, we don't have actresses anymore, do we? We're just all actors at this point. You're just dumb. I don't know, man. Who's my favorite? Yeah. I don't I'm not good at this stuff. I don't know current things. I like Paul Rudd in that Ant-Man comic book movie. Yeah, Ant-Man was a jam. I do like that movie. Paul Rudd, timeless. Sensuous. Duke Silver, I like that guy. Duke Silver's not a TV... He's not a movie. I've seen him. He's on that TV show I love. That's Ron Swanson, man. From Parks and Rec. That's not a movie. I told you I wasn't good at this. No, you're horrible at pretty much everything. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Spencer. (laughs) 
<laughs> you my daddy, always after me. No good, Pearl. No good. You don't know what movies are. Yeah, it's true. You'll see. What? How am I going to see? How are you going to prove me wrong? You'll see. Y'all see. What y'all see how smart Pearl is. She got plans. She can be... Look, man. She can be goal-oriented. Why are you speaking in third person, man? I don't know. I just got so passionate. Passion. Brought to you by my wife. Hey, you know what I hate? Passionate people. 100% I hate passionate people. You know who the most passionate person is I've ever heard talk? No. Well, it's Ted Nugent. You know why I hate him? Because he's weird. Because he's a creep. I do not like creeps. You want to hear my Ted Nugent impersonation? Um, uh, yeah, sure. <clears throat> I'd love right, to. Here comes. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, I'm Ted Nugent. Now, hold on. <clears throat> You go out there and go hunting and get the prime venison. The uh, juices run down the throat and the primal urges to hunt. He talks like that, man, about like hunting and playing I don't like guitar. that at all. Please never do that again. He's a creep. Yeah, I can see that. 100%. And he gets all crazy in the eyeballs. Man, I don't know why anyone... He All that dude did was cat scratch fever and then the rest of it's him just being a freaking weirdo. You ever weirdo. had that? Yeah, actually, I think I did. Yeah. I did one time... Remember last year when I got bit by that feral cat and we were like, you might have rabies? I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool, That cat dog. was just playing around. That cat straight up bit through my thumb and no. out the other side. And I bled like it, he hit a vein. And Well, you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Here's the thing, people. When I get around animals, I just want to kiss them on the face and the mouth. And sometimes feral animals that have never been touched by a human, they don't really like that that much. Uh, so that cat just straight up attacked me. And uh, Patience is a virtue, yeah, Spencer. I got none of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I didn't go to the hospital the whole time. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get cat scratch fever or I'm going to get rabies. I'm going to die. But I didn't go to the hospital, man, because I'm a grown ass man. All I need is peroxide. When I was younger, all I needed was alcohol. I fixed you up and you were fine. Yeah. We monitored it. We sucked out the venom. I didn't suck out any venom. Well, all right. That was a lie. Okay. Anyway, hey, uh, thanks for uh, uh, listening to uh, Grown Up with a Mullet. Also, I'd like to thank my, my patrons um, from my Patreon, which consists of one person, Thomas Vanderpool. So thank you very much, Thomas. Thomas for... just coming through on all fronts. He does, Thomas. I'd like to thank you for um, you know helping this uh, podcast uh, do its thing because I didn't realize that I had to pay for hosting uh, for the uh, the podcast. So I appreciate you. Spencer doesn't like to read things. Nope. Disclaimers, instructions. I basically skim, man. You should see me trying to cards, put together IQ. Stuff. It's just a nightmare. Even better, you should see me at my job. <laughs> I'll pay attention at all, man. Yeah, that's why we were, we stuck where we at. Yep. Anyway, hey, thanks for uh, tagging along. I don't know if there'll be another episode, but uh, so far it's been cool. Y'all, y'all keep it one hundred. You're too old for that one. I know. All right. Bye. Bye, y'all.